Yeah, this is Peter Kent here, and you're listening to Arnold Radio News. You're listening to Arnold Radio News, your weekly dose of what is best in life. And now, three guys who one of us is in deep trouble. The Gillinator, Shahi, and Brandon Crum. Yeah, hey, it's fantastic to be here. I love it. This is fantastic. We are back again for the, another great podcast. And today we actually have a very special guest. Um, yes, we do. We would say it's Arnold's twin, true Arnold's twin. Um, his name is Peter Kent. Um, so, Peter, welcome to the show. Yeah, I heard someone out there trying to talk like Arnold. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you caught me. <laughs> we do that a lot here. Yeah, I, I remember uh, having done it quite a lot myself. <laughs> it's all out of love, of course. Nice. Nice. So, Unless you're looking for a free dinner in a hotel room, and then I would use the phone and call down to the room service and have them send up food and pretend to be Arnold. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> it was. Very nice. Um, yeah, so, uh, so Peter, you are uh, were Arnold's... Uh, double and stunt stunt double for so many of his great movies, um, starting back with the first Terminator. Is that right? It is. Yeah, I um, originally I had come from Canada to LA and uh, was living in the YMCA and got a magical call from a small casting agency that turned out to be uh, the ones who were casting the background for the Terminator. And uh, they said Jim Cameron was looking for somebody to uh, be a lighting stand-in uh, for Arnold. And uh, so I went over to the office, and Jim met me and uh, basically hired me on the spot. And I didn't have any knowledge of stunts. In fact, he turned back to me and said, and you've done stunts, right? And I thought, you know, shit, if I don't say yes to this, <coughs> I might not have the job. So I just nodded and said yes. <laughs> and it was the, the lie that kept perpetuating. <laughs> Yeah, well, fake it till you make it, right? That's right, exactly. <laughs> it's one way to do it, but yeah, that is... Uh, Can you remember your first day on set of The Terminator, what that was like? Um, well, you know, it's funny because I remember, you know, when we it, 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 was, um, it was one of those things where we kind of got off to a bit of a slow, staggering start and then kind of picked up pace. And it, it wasn't a big budget film. It was my very first film, in fact. Um, and, uh, you know, those big cast was there, Michael and Linda and myself and Arnold, and we were all kind of hanging out and it was a lot of late nights, as you know, because the movie was mostly night shoot. Uh, and it was funny because we, I remember playing cards with a bunch of us at one point and we all said, you know, Peter Tothball, our hairdresser and Jeff Don and myself, and we we're all like, you know, I have a feeling this is going to be a big movie. It's going to, meaning, you know, it's going to be a hit. And uh, we all kind of looked at each other. We just had that vibe. Hmm. And, uh, you know, as it turned out to be, yes, it was. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a great experience. You know, it's a long time ago, obviously. And uh, mm -hmm. it was my first experience working with Jim. Uh, he's, you know, a very exacting guy. Mm. Uh, I did three films with him. So, you know, he got a little bit more, <laughs> a little bit more exacting as time went on. But... Hmm. <laughs> um, you know, it was his vision from the get-go. So, uh, right, yeah. you know, he uh, he really 
you know, and he came from the Roger Corman factory, obviously. So he uh, he put a lot of what he you know what he had learned from that, and then also you know just improvising and just trying to get these these shots that he got. There was some miraculous stuff that he managed to pull off on a fairly minimal budget. Oh, oh yeah, it's fantastic stuff. Absolutely, and it's inspiring to filmmakers and actors from years to come. It's still talked about to this day. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. it, it spawned a it spawned a legacy of how many others, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Up yeah. To, up to six now, and uh, and others. <laughs> six. If someone had a TV that, show, if someone had said that when I was yeah, and a TV show, and if someone had said that to any of us when we were all sitting back there on those days playing cards at two in the morning. <laughs> We would have looked at each other and gone bullshit. <laughs> right, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. T two um, is now twenty nine years old, which is oh, hey, come on now, wow. <laughs> which is amazing. Yeah, I, I suddenly feel really old, and that's not looking back. To, and that's not looking back to T one either, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But. Uh, wow. But that's, I mean, that's how uh, that T two remains my favorite uh, of Arnold's movies, and um, yeah, and it here. was kind of what here. sealed the deal when I saw it in theaters originally, and and it was just like, wow, this is just next level, you know, amazing action and story, and you know, sc- score. It just had everything kind of perfected. Um, yeah, it did. It was uh, it was a pretty tight read. I remember Jim Cameron, uh, you know, because I had worked with him before, and he wanted me to come in and mm-hmm. and do the picture and double Arnold. And he invited me down to the office and handed me the script and showed me all the storyboards personally. Which, by the way, the storyboarding was fabulous. I can't remember the guy's name who did it all, but it was amazing stuff. Mm. And uh, you know, and I read the script and I was like, wow. At the end of it, I just kind of put it down and sort of you know cogitated a little bit on what I had just finished reading. And uh, I remember going back to him. He said, come back to me after you've read it. I remember going back to the production office in the Valley in California and outside LA. And, uh, and I said to him, so I have one question. I, I mean, I know you're going to do this bike gag. So what is that? Is that like a 500 Honda or what, you know, what is it? He goes, no, 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 it's a Harley. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I looked at him with this slack jawed look, I'm sure. Right. I'm like, come on, seriously. And he, I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. We're we're, we're going to do it. We'll figure it out. We'll get it done. And that was kind of his, his, that was his mantra, basically, right? I mean, we're going to get it done no matter what. If if you can't do it, then get the hell out of my way, and I'll find the guys that can. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you're so that's of course referring to the the infamous bike jump that goes off the ramp into the canal, and uh, and that's you on the bike there. It is. Yeah, and um, uh, and what did you what did you think when they they re released T two a couple years ago and uh, they they decided to digitally you know do Arnold's face over yours? Yeah, you bastard! <laughs> you took me out of there. <laughs> uh, it, you know what though? At the end of the day, I mean, I understand why Jim wanted to do that. I had a mask on, right? A prosthetic mask. Right. Which you can plainly see in the in the originals and the in the shots and in any stills that I have of myself. Yeah, I mean, it's plainly obvious because that was the technology that was available at the time. We didn't mm-hmm. have the CGI that could place his face over mine and then track it. Right, we didn't have right. That. And so Jim did the best he could do with the technology that was available in the day. 
And I respect that. And so, I mean, I know what I did, and 99% of the world knows what I did. So it's not taking anything away from me. Mm-hmm. It's just him him doing the tweaks that he couldn't do on the day when he did it. So, you know, that's fine. I, I, I'm not offended by it. Yeah, cool. Um, at least he was uh, a lot more, showed a lot more restraint in tweaking his movies than some other filmmakers have maybe in That's theirs. That's quite true, yeah. yeah. He, <laughs> he didn't go nuts and you know do the, the full, full-on director's cut where like people look at it and go, wow, that's all, like a whole other movie. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you, let's see, and you worked on True Lies as well? I did, yeah. True Lies was, uh, was pretty amazing. Um, you know, the, the budget on it was, was huge. Yeah, uh, the story was the story was great. Jamie Lee Curtis, I have to say, one of my most favorite people to ever have worked with. Mm. Um, just a real sweetheart and, and kind to everybody in the crew. Uh, I got to do some great gags on that show. A lot of really fun stuff. Uh, you know, the, the running dive from the exploding fuel truck, which mm. almost took my head off, and uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the big piranha in that where I dove into that little harbor there. There was uh, it had been sealed off actually in case any oil had spilled into that little harbor. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to get it into an ecologically friendly area, so they kind uh. of cordoned it off. And they, were, they cordoned off a gigantic barracuda in there as well, which <laughs> I kept trying to chase away with rocks. The thing was probably about 11 <laughs> or 12 feet long, it looked like to me. Whoa. <laughs> and so I'm like, i got to dive in here, and this thing keeps coming up and like looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but at the end of the Damn. day, it's, like, it's, you know, it's the lesser of two evils. Well, i got to, you know... A six-ton fuel truck exploding behind me, like the gates of hell opening, or I got a parachute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's a right. <laughs> right. Pick your poison. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we're still uh, we're still waiting for uh, for Cameron to release the Blu-ray of True Lies. That's been such an ongoing uh, <laughs> thing where it's, it's just not ready yet. <laughs> Well, you know, Jim is a extreme perfectionist, and as you said earlier, I mean, I am, I am both. Uh, I, I, you and I are both quite surprised that he didn't twiddle with T two more. Mm-hmm. But I think he knows that there is a lot of T two purists out there mm. uh, who would have screamed long and loud had he. Right. Uh, and so he made those minor adjustments that he felt he really had, and I'm sure he thought about it long and hard. Oh yeah. Um, now, True Lies is kind of a different animal, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't have the legacy or the history, so you know he may want to be sitting down and doing more to that than he had done with T two. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um. I played about I don't know how many different characters in T two in uh, sorry in uh, in True Lies. I pl- I doubled Arnold. Uh-huh. I played uh, I played the terrorist driving the cube van that gets rocketed on the oh. Uh, with uh, with uh, dare I say blackface or darkface? Okay, um, yeah. And screaming in in uh, in nonsensic Arabic. I just made something up at the top, you know, at the top of the scene as we started rolling and just started babbling it and screaming loud. Um, I also played about five or six different terrorist characters in mm-hmm. the shootout when he breaks out of the uh, torture chamber there. Mm. So, yeah, I, you, I'm all over the place in there. Right. Right. What, what would you say is are, are some of your favorite like little acting cameos like those those kind of things throughout all your movies? You know, uh, it's funny. Well, I like in, in Last Action Hero. I played the Maitre D at the at the uh, 
pre- at the premiere of the movie that he goes to where he meets himself as Schwarzenegger mm. meets Jack Slater. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually doubled him playing Jack Slater at, to his Schwarzenegger and vice versa. Right. That big fight scene at the premiere. Um, so that was kind of a fun piece. Um, I didn't have time to do any of that stuff in T2 because I was just like, mm. I ran flat out for six months as did pretty right. much everybody. But, you know, I, I remember Jim coming to me once I was actually asleep in the chair, which was a cardinal sin on Jim's set. Like if you were caught uh. sleeping, basically you didn't, you weren't earning your pay. <laughs> so, um, and he, I felt this hand on my shoulder and Jim said to me, he goes, you know what? I have kicked some serious ass on some stunt guys over the years. He goes, but the beating that you took today, he goes, go back to the hotel and sleep. Relax. Just go. If you're going to be wrapped in a certain way, that's the way to do it, right? Have the director come up and tell you, well, I've kicked enough of your ass today. Go home. Sure. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Let's see. Brandon, you have a question for Peter? Hmm. Well, uh, do you have anything that you you kind of wish you'd always worked on, like a dream project at all? Um, I work, hasn't. I, I don't. I don't have any dream projects that I work that I wish I worked on with anyone else. I've got a few that I've written that I'm uh, that I have screenplays that I have uh, out there looking for production and looking for uh, financing for. Um, I have a project right now that I'm working on a friend with a friend of mine named Murray. Uh, who runs a company called Murmur Pictures up here in, in Vancouver. And uh, mm. we're funding a thing called Thrill Seeker right now. We're looking for funds for that, which is a documentary on my career and life. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Oh. I hope so. It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, there's it's interest- lots to it's tell. Interest- it, it's, um, you know, it sort of an, uh, lends itself to a Netflix or, mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. It's it's going to be. It's a fun concept, and we've been working on it for a little while. Um, so that's sort of in my pocket at the moment. I've got uh, seven screenplays that I've written over the years. Uh, at, at one point, back when we did uh, Predator, as you know, uh-huh. the producer was Joel Silver on that, and and at one point, Joel Arnold had told Joel that I had graduated with a literary degree, which was a bit of an embellishment. But <laughs> um, <laughs> Joel. So Joel took it upon himself at some point while I was down there to hand me scripts to read and had me oh. uh, as his reader. And yeah. in fact, I won't say which scripts, but he had me. He bought a few of them based on my thumbs up or down. Um, and but wow. that experience uh, basically, you know, helped me out in my screenwriting. And then I had you know guys like Jim Cameron and Walter Hill uh, looking at my material. And wow. John Milley, oh, and John Milius, in fact, actually read my script, and mm. Penelope Spheris from uh, you know uh, Beverly Hillbillies and uh, Decline of Western Civilization uh, read my material. So I I got a lot of great comments back from very high professionals. So um, yeah, I've got a few screenplays that I'm out there flogging. <laughs> is a word, I guess. Uh, yeah. In the time in the time of COVID, which is uh, making it a bit difficult, obviously. Oh, for sure. That's this is definitely a hard time. What uh, was was genre? Would you say? Are you all over the place? Are you action? What, what do you like to write? Action. I, I, well, I would say out of the seven that I have, five are action. I have one that's kind of family oriented, and then I have one oh, nice. that's what's like a holiday Christmas thing, which is really cutesy. <laughs> nice. and, and and my director friends that have read it, <laughs> they go, "You wrote this?" 
I mean, yeah. you know, you've done all these movies where you kill 37 people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now you've got this cute little Christmas movie. What's going on with that? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you know, it, it, it's pretty much action oriented, yes. But uh, I have a sure. you, you got to kind of branch out and. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yes. It, and go with yes. your, your inner marshmallow, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice. And, the, and these. Uh, and these scripts that you wrote are are these scripts that you want to be your be um, like the actor in the movie as well, or no, any no, of these no. are Arnold? Oh no, I no I no um, no and no. How's that? <laughs> okay. uh, no, I don't want to act in them. I might take some minor role. I, I would go as producer uh, and uh, and screenwriter, but um, and not necessarily for Arnold. No, I you know I don't think that they're really written towards him. They're they're kind of different characterizations. Mm-hmm. Um, I I used to have a series on on uh, Discovery Channel. I don't know if you ever heard of it called Stunt Dogs D A W G S, which was on Discovery. Uh, we only got one season, unfortunately, but you can Google it and find it on YouTube. I think there's episodes of it there where we we used to recreate well known stunts. Oh, that's awesome. Um, oh, cool. You know, so we would pick a gag from a movie like the T2 bike jump we tried to recreate with some, um, I won't be a spoiler for you, but with some not so favorable results. <laughs> uh, uh, but, but we did 13 episodes of it and it was basically, you know, take a gag that's recognizable, show people that original clip and right. then um, sort of reverse engineer it and show them how it was done scientifically and physically. And then put it all back God. together again and do it over again. Yeah, it was it was a really cool. well received series. I, I'm sad that we didn't get any more, uh, um, you know, more than one season out of it and more money out of it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I produced that. Host, yeah. I hosted it, produced it, direct some of it, uh, wrote some of it. Wow, it was fun. So yeah, I've had I've I've produced a few things over the last few years and written a few things over the last few years. You got to have your hand in everything, right? <laughs> oh, for right. sure. Doesn't hurt, yeah. I mean, I mean, you even had a hand in Terminator Two 3D. Is that correct? Do you remember yeah, any of that? So, uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, I did some of the like the, the bike jump again in that, and a few other gags in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I was sad to see but, that they took that they took down the Terminator ride. Yes. At Universal. I know. We actually gone. All three of us actually were down there during the last showings. Yes, and Universal and uh, Orlando. Well, I thank yeah. you for that. And we were there the last two days of its existence. Yes. I was. They were there for last. It was. It was such a beautiful thing. You know, it was sad. <laughs> um, you know, it was. But it was really cool to be there and see all these people so amped to be in the theater to watch the show because they knew it was you know coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, they let you they, for the first time. They're like, you can film. I was like, holy crap! I'm <laughs> filming this shit. <laughs> I don't oh, care. And yeah, I filmed it. Yeah, I filmed yeah. it, and it was just you know, just to kind of, I don't know, just to kind of remember it because right. it needs to be rem- I, I wish that they, they the released it on DVD. It is, oh, for sure. Uh, they, they should release that on Blu-ray or something, or with yeah, you know, they have sure. PlayStation VR. Why don't they make a <laughs> VR experience out of it or something? Sure. <laughs> yeah, that would be I cool. Know, something it needs to be done. <laughs> so, um. So let's see. So how how would uh, what is your relationship with Arnold like over the years? Do you still do you guys hang out often still or? Well, I I live about uh, two thousand plus miles away. 
So <laughs> right. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I live in Canada at the moment. So, uh, and he's back in LA. Yeah. I haven't actually seen him, uh, in almost 20 years. Mm. Uh, I have wow. talked to him. Uh, I talked to him about eight years ago. Uh, and, um, yeah, that's about it. It's been quite a while, you know, it, and it's funny. I mean, when you have worked with somebody that long, mm-hmm. um, and that closely, it, it does seem a bit strange to kind of be distanced, but I mean, that's life, you know, it's just, right. that's what happens. People go their separate yeah. ways and do their separate things. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm not bitching and moaning about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I always wish him well and I, I'm friends with him on Facebook and I see him out there with his crazy donkey and mini horse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> makes, makes me laugh. Yeah. Whiskey and Lulu. I the, I'd rather not be the housekeeper in that house without <laughs> getting everywhere. Oh yeah. I can only imagine. Right. I'm, oh yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, would... But anyway, no, I, I mean, you know, I, but the, o- over the years, I mean, from basically Terminator day one. Uh, in fact, on day one, um, you know, I came to set. I had no idea what to expect. Uh, and the funny thing of it was that the Halloween before I met Arnold, I was in Canada. Mm-hmm. I went out as Conan on Halloween. Oh, wow. I, I, made uh-huh, massive, that's awesome. I made a massive sword, which my son has upstairs in his bedroom. Uh, and I put on a stinking deer hide. which Somebody had killed <laughs> this deer and, and given me the skin. And I just basically tied it on to myself yeah uh and i went out as conan and you know within within less than six months later i'm working for the man um wow and and the funny part of it was is when i saw him on set the very first time i I was sent down we were in the basement of the department of water and power Mm -hmm. uh doing the driving scenes where the terminator pulls in looking for reese and sarah and they're hiding in the car having a conversation Uh, and he opens fire with a shotgun Mm-hmm. And um, that was my first day on set. And Jim says to me, okay, so I want you to drive by in the car, pull up behind this car, and just put the shotgun up on the windowsill and start firing. And I'm like, oh, shit, I, I can do this. This is great. <laughs> um, you know, and, and, uh, you know and, and I went back to the set, and Arnold says, yeah, come in here. And the, uh, I was smoking at that point, I think, old port cigars, you know, the, the cheap little ones with a plastic tip on them. I don't know if any of you guys remember those. They were... Hmm. They were a thing from the from the early eighties, uh, and he's like, "Get that out of here!" <laughs> and, the, and, and then he gave me a Cub- and then he gave me a Cuban cigar, which was I, I smoked that, and I was like, "Holy shit! Look what I've been missing out on!" Hmm. Uh, and then I remember him saying, "Okay, make me a coffee," and he wanted uh, it was uh, coffee, uh, and basically that had already been made. But he wanted coffee, and then he wanted sweet, low, and cream in it, and I got the mixture wrong, obviously. With uh, too many packets of sweet or something, and he took one sip out of it and he spat it on the ground and threw the cup and the, the cup and the coffee out the door of the trailer. He goes, "Out of shit!" <laughs> and I, I was like, "Okay." And, you know, that was the, that was the start of it, and then uh, right. basically we just after that he just kept. We did commando, and he asked for me, and then mm-hmm. basically it just became part of his deal memo. Right. Oh, that's awesome. And you guys would work out together all the time. Yeah, whether I wanted to or not. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, when he's when he would sit on the set on on like a show in like T two, mm-hmm. he'd be on set and basically just doing the dialogue, and I was getting my ass kicked brutally for ten plus hours. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he would go, "Yeah, Peter, we go to the gym now." 
<laughs> I can barely, I can barely grab my ass with both hands. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, the gym. And so I would try and, you know, I'd try to sneak off and get back to the hotel, and then I'd be back at the hotel room, and there'd be bang, bang, bang. Yeah, Peter, are you? We're going to the gym. I told you. So I, I, I couldn't, couldn't get away from no, no escaping, yeah. Arnold. Yeah, no escape. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, let's see. Well, what, what do you think of the, the, the stunt industry, you know, over the years too? Like, how has it changed? Um, how has, how has your role changed as you've, you know, done different things? Um, well, my role has changed dramatically because I don't do any of that shit anymore. Hmm. (laughs) I'm, I'm I'm 63 now, so I'm far too old for that stuff. Uh, (laughs) but, um, I do teach. I have a school in Vancouver where I teach stunts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I teach actors to action acting, which I think is even more valuable in some ways than stunts because a lot uh-huh. of that now is tending to lean that way where they, they want to see actors do their own gags to uh-huh. a certain degree, obviously. Actors not going to do a stair fall or fire burn. But, right. Um, so going back to your last question about how do I see the industry having changed, well, if you look at things like what we did in last action hero and what we did in T2, like me falling down the side of a 20 story building on a wire mm-hmm. or, you know, high falls, uh, 10 stories up into an airbag or the bike jump or running across the deck of the truck at 60 miles an hour freehand. Those gags aren't done anymore. Mm. They're all, they're not, no. they're not, they're not what's known as practical gags. They're done on a green screen. They're mm. done on a sound stage with a green screen. And they look like it. If you look at those gags now, it looks like a video game. Right. Oh, yeah. And you can tell that it's not the real deal. It's not somebody up there putting their ass on the line. Right. No, I think that's why these older action movies kind of still hold up is because we know that there's somebody actually dangling from this shit (laughs) who could lose their life doing this thing. But it looks fucking awesome, and they're doing it anyway. <laughs> well, you know, well, you that's know what? why these things <laughs> hold having up. Heard, having heard that, I fucking appreciate that because at the end of the day, that's the truth. Like I have not. Yeah. I, I have taken some severe pounding. I, you know, I got hit with a three-ton shipping container on on the film Eraser. Mm. I've had friends. Oh, that have di- wow. I've had friends that have died out there, mm-hmm. and and yeah. and some people still continue to die out there in an effort to deliver. You know this strip of celluloid or whatever it is. Yeah, or it is really magic. It, it is magic in a way. That it is. You're and, entertaining and, forever if it lasts. You know, I mean, this day and age, I think film yeah. is going to last. But, uh, but at you the know. end of the day, these people are actually putting their asses on the line. Mm-hmm. And and you and, mm-hmm. and for a, you know for a clip that may last thirty seconds or even ten, mm-hmm. you know, and and you right. don't realize I've I've watched gags on on movies. Because I know, and I'm, I've seen like this, this small clip, and I go, that guy definitely went to the hospital. And you may not see what, you know, you may not see that severe injury or whatever in that yeah. clip, but I can just tell by the way somebody landed or whatever that there, there's injury involved in that, right? And people don't get that. It's just, it happens so fast, and there's so many quick cuts, and people are just like, oh, you know, cool, wild, that's, that's awesome. But <laughs> yeah. They but they don't get the fact that there's a person out there taking that beating. Right. Oh, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not a crash dummy. <laughs> it's not a crash dummy. So what would you say is your the most dangerous stunt that you've ever been involved in? Um, in truth, 
I'd have to say the truck transfer in T2. Oh, that's amazing. Mm. I was going to ask about that. Onto the liquid nitrogen. Yeah, the reason behind that is that um, we never got a chance to really to rehearse it at all. It was it was mm. one of those things where it was sort of theoretical, and you know we we knew what we had read in the script. The scene was there. We we knew what we were going to be doing, but we never had a chance to actually practice it anywhere offset. And so at the last right. minute, at like uh, well, it was before lunch, and we were shooting night, so it was like at say one, I can't remember it's a long time ago, but let's say one thirty two in the morning. Jim says, "Okay, let's get ourselves set up for this gag." And this was after we came off the freeway where I was standing in the truck firing the, you know, the rocket launcher, and we blast through the gates into the steel mill. So, oh, nice. Uh, Jim said, okay, well, let's, you know, let's get set up to do this. Um, and so what we did then was we got together, the coordinator, myself, and the director, and we sat down and we put the two trucks together and started that pushing scene with the big rig and the small truck. And so we got to a point where the small truck was shimmying so bad, there was no way I could have gotten out of there and walked across that back deck to even get to the big rig hood. I would have been flung off just from the shake. <laughs> so eventually we kept you know, uh-huh. ironing the speed out and testing that until it was 60 miles an hour nearly. Wow. So, oh. And now we're looking at it going, well, you know, do you want a wire on? Well, no, because if I fell from getting out of the small truck with a wire on me, it would have just swept me straight underneath the big rig, Ooh. and I would have been peanut butter under the back tire. Yeah. So the only yeah, option you have fun. is to do it is to do it freehand. It's the only option you have. And <laughs> if you fall, then you just pray like hell that you can kick off, tuck your chin, and, and mm-hmm. hope that you don't crack your head on the cement when you go in. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those gags, literally, where wow. if you screw up, you die. And yeah. you know, I looked at that. I remember thinking when I did that, my mom was back in Vancouver at the time. And that was, you know, by the time we got to it, it was two in the morning, three in the morning. And I was like, well, mom, love you. I hope I get to see you again. And I, it, it's, you know, it was literally one of those moments where I wasn't sure if I was going to make it. And Jim said to me, uh-huh. Jim said to me, if you pull this off, I'll give you the brass balls award. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, he still owes me because he never gave it. To me. Uh, oh yeah, Jim, 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 if you're listening, give me the fucking award. <laughs> and and, uh, and so then he said, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna try this, um, but we're gonna break for lunch right now." Uh-huh. And I said, "I don't want to break for lunch personally right now. I couldn't eat a goddamn thing because my adrenaline's running so high, yeah. and I got I got about twenty thousand butterflies in my stomach." So can we just do it now? And so in the face of about 200 plus cast and crew, he called Grace. Grace is where you have a certain time frame where you push your meal back Mm. for everybody Uh. in the crew. And that that Grace call probably cost him about 30 grand, maybe more, Mm -hmm. maybe more, maybe 50, Mm -hmm. uh, so that we could get the shot. And so the first take, I got it, and uh, oh, that's I, laid, awesome. I laid on the hood of the truck, drumming my heels and screaming. Uh, and the <laughs> funny part of it was that the stunt double that was in the big rig was a, a guy named Jeff Dashnaw, uh, uh-huh. who's a phenomenal driver who was actually driving for uh, Robert Patrick. And though we had a chance to kind of set it up in one quick rehearsal, I had never fired the weapon. And uh, so we did, he had no idea hmm. what that was going to be like inside the cabin. Mm, yeah. And he didn't put any earplugs in. Ooh. So when I opened oh. fire, 
with the entire full clip into the face of the windshield, apparently to him, (laughs) because I was on the outside, but inside the cabin, it was deafening. And he came out like literally nearly deafened. He was clutching his head and staggering around because of it was so loud. You know, full on AR-15. Yeah. A full clip into the windshield from two, no, a foot away. Yeah. Yeah. So he was like, shit! (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. That's crazy. Wow. Let's see. Um... What is what is the how is how does the stunt industry um, relate towards women? Are there a lot of women stunt re- performers as well? Sorry, you'll have to repeat. You'll have to repeat that. I lost, oh. my, I lost my headphones there. Oh, sure, no problem. Um, are are there uh, are there a lot of uh, stunt women out there? And, and how does uh, how does the industry relate to them? There there are. I would say as many stunt women as there are men. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as far as pay scale goes, I know that they're paid on par with the men as, to a certain degree. I mean, to, by by Screen Actors Guild rules, mm-hmm. I have the ultimate respect for stunt women. Um, so I have some very good friends who are and have been stunt women. Uh, April Whedon White, who's a good friend of mine, uh, nearly died on a racer with. Along with the rest of us, when that can, when the three-ton shipping container broke loose, mm. um, wow. they, uh, they, you know, the thing is with the, with the women stunt players, it's like, okay, you're going to do a stair fall down the stairs with this guy, and he's got a suit on. You're wearing a miniskirt. Mm-hmm. The guy in the suit mm-hmm. has every pad in his bag on. He's got knees mm. on, back pads, spine pads, pillow, chest, shoulders, everything. Right? She's got maybe a couple of pieces of G form on her knees and her elbows and that's it. Wow. And these, wow. and they still, and they still wow. pull off this stuff. And I've seen, I was just watching a, actually on, uh, on the stunt list. They had a, a clip of this girl doing a stair fall, which blew my mind. Cause I kept replaying it frame by frame and I would swear she would have broken her neck and I had to PM her. And I was like, I just watched this clip of you and it's blowing my mind. Are you okay? And she's like, yeah, she goes, it was a hard, hard hit, uh. but you know, like the women actually take some serious abuse. Right. Power to them. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's cool. Amazing. Um, let's see. What if, um, well, how do, do you like to, uh, to, to give back in some way? Arnold always, you know, talks about how it's important to, you know, to give back to the country that, you know, let him do all this and, and do different, you know, various charities and things. What, what kind of things are, are on your mind in that way? Yeah, no, I never give back to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Screw them. <laughs> no, I have, I have a few, I have a few favorite charities. Um, I also have, uh, you know, I, 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 my, one of my favorite things is teaching mm-hmm. and advising yeah. uh, because, I, mm-hmm. I, you know, when I first started out in this business, I had no clue what I was doing. And I'm, when I say no clue, I mean no clue. Yeah. I just basically blundered into it. And by the grace of God, I got through it all. But, but also by the grace of a lot of good people like Frank Orsati, who was the, the, the coordinator and, and stuntman on on uh, Terminator, um, you know, people just stepped up and helped me along. Mm. And I look at that 
uh, in, back in retrospect that I go, you know, people need that. They, they need the guidance from those who have gone down that path before. They need those who have stepped on all the stones on that path before and say, watch out for that or look out for this or this is how it's done. Don't make that mistake. Um, you know, and, and not just about the actual physicality of it as far as stunts go, but the nature of the business and, you know, and, and watch out for this kind of person and, and you know, and, and don't give yeah. too much away or, or you know, and, and it's, you know, you, you kind of, if you, if I got a lot of that when I was younger and I'm really grateful for it. And I feel like it's one of those things you really need to give back and, and advise people who really don't have any of that experience at all and are so hopeful and looking to get out there and do these kind of things. And you're like, okay, well, the least I can do is give you this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sort of, that's my, that's my style of contribution. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, charities are all great, but I like to look at the, at the industry itself and say, well, this is where I got the bulk right. of, of my, of my largesse, if, if that's the right word. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and believe me, I mean, I wouldn't have had any kind of a career whatsoever had I not had that. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So you share the, the knowledge that you've gained over the, over all those yeah. years. As, as you should. Mm-hmm. As you should. The old dog shares it with the new dog. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. Right. That's cool. Um uh, tell us what what are your personal favorites of uh, of Arnold's movies? Uh, well, I mean, obviously the the Terminator. Yeah, the Terminator Two. The one I mean, the ones that I've been in, I've been in fourteen. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> all of them were fun. <laughs> um, I don't know. I have to uh, so, some of the newer stuff. I kind of liked um, the Last Stand. I thought was kind of fun. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. You know, some of it gets a bit formulaic, right? Um, but yeah, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of all the stuff I worked with him on. I don't. Know that, I know that sounds biased. No, I, I no, no. That that is the golden a, age of Arnold. I think. <laughs> I think. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. I think you're right. That's the key word right there. Is the golden age. Right. And, you know, like, uh, I wish, if, and I'm speaking honestly and personally, I wish he would surround himself with, uh, with people who are more inclined to, like, tell him, as I used to do, whether, you know, if, is this working or is it not working? Mm-hmm. I used to speak German with him on the set quite regularly. Oh. Um, because basically ah. I, was, I self-taught. Um, and so... I would also advise him on dialogue, and I would work with him because of my my, screen, my uh, acting coach at the time was Zena Provendy, who had been the coach for James Dean and several others, and, and and so I would just try and help him with dialogue because that's the real key piece here. And you know, given the fact that he has an accent and all of those things, that we would rehearse and go over different lines and all of that, and, and spend days sometimes sitting at his house doing that. And then you know, at the end of the day, things would get cut back and it would just be the action sequence instead of this great piece that he had worked so hard on this monologue. And that happened in fact, in Eraser, where hmm. there was a scene where he had to explain, uh, to, uh, Vanessa Williams's character on how he ended up being what he was, was this basic, you know, the, the eraser. Um, 
And we rehearsed the hell out of that, and I was blown away by how well and how realistic the scene was because we worked on it for probably a week, shot it, and at the end of the day, when I looked at the final cut, they pulled it because they wanted, oh. to, add, because they oh. wanted to add more action. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it made me sad because it was one of those a real defining moment for him because it was such a fine piece of acting. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, I think that those are things that, you know, you need those people around you that aren't just yes men and right. that, that are willing to step up and say, no, you know, don't do it like that. Try it like this. Yeah. And I'm sure I'll get heckled for having made a statement like that, but I don't really care. Huh? Um, because, you know, at the end nah. of the day, he and I always had a good give and take relationship. And I think that was one of the key pieces to it. And it, it stemmed back to my mother uh-huh. saying to me when I called her right after I got the job on the Terminator, I called her and I said, you know what, mom, I'm working with Arnold Schwarzenegger. She goes, Oh, that's nice dear. Cause she didn't know who he was. <laughs> and I explained, I'm like, no, the guys, the guys, you know, Mr. Olympia and he's going to be a massive movie star and blah, blah, blah. And she's that's, she's that, she says, that's very nice to you, but, but don't kowtow and just be yourself. And mm. Say what you you know, and be his friend, and say what yeah. you yeah. And in, in retrospect, looking back at that, I mean, that was one of the things I think that kept us working together for so long. Because I would just go when we were reading a script together or something, I would say to him, "That sucked. Mm. Read it again. Right. Try it again. Right. But try this. Try this." And and like, I don't buy it. That's not real. Mm-hmm. And you know, we would sit there and work on things and bang the script back and forth, and sit in the hot tub at his house and smoke cigars. Well, the paparazzi was flying overhead in a helicopter trying to get pictures out of the window. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. work on that material and, and, and make it real. You're right, because he, he really does nail you know, some parts like that where, like, like I think of Last Action Hero. There's some really great parts where he's talking, you know, he's in the real world, and he's just like, you know, that's you know, that's, that's not what the world is like, you know, and, and, uh, um, he, he kind of gets serious there. And, and I, I think those moments are really effective. Yeah. Well, and you know, and the problem was that too, a lot of it, he wasn't taken seriously as as an actor. Mm -hmm. He was more just an action, an action figure, really. Right. 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 Uh, Yeah. and, 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 you know, and, and, uh, and I know that he really wanted to be taken seriously as an actor. And, I, and as coming from that myself, because I came from stage first, uh, before I ever did stunts, I was a theatrical actor. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kind of recognized that. And, you know, to me, I mean, it was just, you know, let's sit down and rehearse. That's what you do in the theater. You throw the dialogue back and forth. You work on the dialogue until you feel comfortable with it and it's honed and you can deliver it without... You know, without having to look at it or without having to feel like you need to think about it, it, it comes natural. And so I, I just enjoyed those moments when we had that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. And um, and I think Arnold, you know, he's he's been you know off and on doing movies, and and he has been kind of pushing himself in different ways. Like he's done a couple of more drama type um, movies sprinkled in with the you know, the usual action stuff. And, um, like the one, um, uh, Maggie, where he was, you know, the, the father of a girl who was turning into a zombie slowly. And, and, uh, that was a real interesting one. Um, so, so yes, I think he sees, he sees that value too. Yeah. 
Um, well, and you also read. What's that? To a certain point where, can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah, you cut out a little. Okay. Oh, sorry. Um, and I think it comes to a certain point, too, where no matter what you founded your career on, in his case, action, yep. as you get older, you can't keep that up. Right. And so if you want to still have a continuing career and you are a quote-unquote actor, then you have to look at different ways of delivering that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and be true. Right. And be, if, you, if you can't be the action actor, then you have to be the actual actor and, and put more and more focus into that side of it. Right. Right. And as, as he would say, you have to do reps, right? You have to, you have to train a different muscle. So you've got to do reps doing that now. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Um, let's see. What else? What else? Um, we don't, uh, yes, we don't want to keep you all night here, but, uh, uh, for you guys, it's been great. Luckily, it's only been great. A little after 11. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's much later here. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what, I mean, what are, what are your favorite Arnold quotes to do? Like uh, as an impression, Get out of here! <laughs> and, and, uh, and, the, and my favorite one was, "Yeah, Peter, you bastard!" <laughs> Very nice. Yes, because, because he, he he would usually catch me doing something like when we when we started this interview, and I mentioned about the uh, the room service when we were back in Chicago uh, on Red Heat. Mm-hmm. I used to, it was it was actually when I started doing this was. Uh, calling down to the front desk because he, he, on a regular basis, he would come, well, not regular, but uh, occasionally over the six months or so we were there, he would come to my room and we would read the drink and hang out and practice the dialogue. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes he would, he would order food. He would call downstairs and say, you know, I, I need food, my, my meal sent to Mr. Kent's room. And so I got to the point where even if he wasn't there, I'd call downstairs. And I'd be like, yeah, this is Otto, the Peter's room. I need uh, six lobsters. <laughs> and a couple of snacks and a big bottle of champagne. <laughs> and so when, uh, when we went to check out, of course, his room service bill was ludicrous. And he's like, I remember going by him at the front desk and he's like, what? I didn't order all this shit here. Why are you going? Oh, no. And I'm just like duck and run, right? I'm at the back door in my suitcase heading for the bus. Uh, it took a, it took I think three films for him to catch on. <laughs> nice. Uh, yes. Um, yes. I I have a a personal moment with Arnold that uh, was one of the first times I met him in person, and uh, uh, I was like so nervous, you know. And it was at the Arnold Classic in Columbus, Ohio, and. Yeah. Um, and I was waiting there with the crowd, like he was going to walk through. So they were pushing everyone back. And then, um, and I had a picture I wanted him to sign. So I had a Sharpie. And, uh, so he comes right up and he like comes straight to me and I'm like, wow. And then, uh, I, I give him the picture in the Sharpie and, uh, and he starts scribbling on it, but the, the, the pen was like all dried up. So it wasn't writing. 
and uh, <laughs> and he hands it back to me, uh-huh. and he says, "Writes really well." <laughs> <laughs> so that that quote was embedded in my mind from that point on. <laughs> so so next time I had like fifty backup pens, you know, to use. Um, yeah. Yes. If the chance ever comes again. Yes, exactly. Um, which it did, so that was good. Um, good. But uh, but yeah yeah that's it's been good. Um, uh, well, yeah. Thanks uh, for joining us. Um, well, guys, it's, it's been a pleasure, and uh, thanks for having oh. me. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Again, thank you very much. This has been a very fun conversation, and all the stories and everything. And um, You're we wish you the best, and uh, uh, we'll we'll watch for any uh, of those screenplays that uh, that hopefully get made. <laughs> Well, I have I have two at Netflix yeah. right now. Oh, at Netflix, okay. Oh, nice. yeah. Netflix just issued a uh, a, a Canadian wide uh, offer for uh, all material because uh, the U.S. is uh, apparently not ready to come back and start shooting just yet. Mm. COVID issue. Uh, right. Whereas we are up here, we're already shooting. Right. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah, uh, they're. Uh, as of yesterday, I think it was, they were shooting a Hallmark movie not far from me, and we have two film studios within 20 minutes of me here, so it's getting okay. pretty busy already. So, um, okay. Anyway. Cool. Uh, yeah. Can you say what those are called, what, what the titles are? Uh, well, the, but one of them is a Christmas movie mm-hmm. called Christmas Girl. Okay. And the other one is a, uh, a theatrical, um, what am I looking for? It's a procedural thing like... A, uh, doctor, mo- a doctor's series mm. mm-hmm. called uh, called See the Sky. Okay, which involves First Nations characters. Hmm. Ah, interesting. Let's check out for that. Look out for that one. Yeah. Yeah. No Excellent. nudity. No nudity. Oh well. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> I guess I'll try. I guess I'll still look yes. for it. Yeah. Okay, guys. Well, thank you. Uh-huh. Thank, and, uh, thank you so thank much. You. It's been and an honor. Wear those masks and watch out for the shitheads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. All right. God but, bless. Yep. God bless. Take care. Good night, care. Peter. Cheers. You are not you. You are me. No shit.